We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're on the subject of authority, and we're down to the chapter on keys of the kingdom. And I'm excited about this subject because uh, when you talk about keys of the kingdom, you're talking about something that's powerful. Now, you know, if you had the keys to the hotel, you could get in the hotel, maybe, and get in the lobby. But when you have the keys of the hotel, that means you can get in every room in the hotel. You can get in the kitchen, man. I mean, you can get in there where the goodies are. So when we talk about keys of the kingdom, I want you to keep this in mind, that we're talking about keys to entering in to the provisions that God has made for us through the kingdom of God. Now, sometimes in religious circles, it's kind of hard to get that over to people, is the fact that God's kingdom is providing for us today. You know, most people, they think that, well, now, all of this is going to happen in the sweet by and by, you know, in the pie in the sky. Well, we get all of this stuff when we get to heaven. But you see, God has made provisions for us today. There's provisions made. Now, if we don't enter into those provisions, it's not God's fault. It's our fault. Just like the children of Israel. God said, I've given you the land. It belongs to you. Go in and possess it. But they didn't possess it. Many of them didn't for years. They wandered 40 years in the wilderness. Well, it wasn't God's will for them to wander 40 years in the wilderness. God wanted them to possess the land. It belonged to them. But you see, just because something belongs to you, just because it's yours legally, doesn't mean that you'll ever have possession of it unless you act on God's Word or on the authority that gave it to you. So this is what happened to the children of Israel. They did not act on God's Word. In fact, the Bible says the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them. But the gospel preached did not profit them. The word preached didn't profit them because they wouldn't mix any faith with it. So you see, just because there is scripture in the Bible that says certain things and promises you healing and deliverance and prosperity, it does not mean that you'll just automatically enter into it. There are keys to the kingdom. Now that's what we're talking about, keys of the kingdom actually. Now we want to talk about this. Let's read from Matthew, the 16th chapter. I want you to see what Jesus said concerning the kingdom. Now, let's start with verse 16. Matthew 16, verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon this confession that Jesus was the Christ, I will build my church. And he says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now let me stop there and just make some comments concerning that. You know, man has tried to build the church for years and he's failed. <laughs> and man will never build the church that Jesus was talking about. We've built denominations, we've built all kinds of structures, but the Bible says, Jesus said, I will build my church. And this church, the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. Now notice the next verse here. 
Verse 19, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Now notice he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Not keys to the kingdom. Not just so you could get in the kingdom. But the keys of the kingdom. Indicating that he would be able to enter in to all the provisions of the kingdom. Now I don't know about you, but that's good news when I heard that. That thank God God's made provision for us, we can enter into it in this life. It's not just being stored up so when we get to heaven we'll have all these possessions. Or we'll have all these things that we've been given into the kingdom. You know, you hear people say, well, if you will give, God will give it back to you in heaven or it's being stored up in heaven. Well, now let me tell you something. Gas won't be a dollar thirty cents a gallon when you get to heaven. You won't need it then. You need it now. See, we've missed it in this area. We thought we'd been storing up our treasures and going to get them in heaven. No, we give them here on earth. It's stored up on a higher plane when it talks about storing these things in heaven. He's talking about a higher plane. The word for heaven does not mean up there where God's throne is. It just simply means a higher plane. Now, we see here then that Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, listen to the next sentence here. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, this is one of the major keys, I believe, that he's referring to when he said, I'll give you the keys, is the fact that whatever you bind will be bound. Now, you see, we have authority in the earth. Now, we've talked about it in these other sessions. We've talked about the authority of the body. We've talked about dominion, how that God gave Adam dominion in the earth. He was to have full and complete dominion over the earth. It wasn't up to God to come in here and straighten things out. It was up to Adam to do it. In essence, what God told Adam was that I've given you the earth, you subdue it and have dominion over it. If it gets out of line, you put it back in line. Don't call me, I'll call you and see what you did about it. Well, you see, our dominion is being restored here from what Jesus is saying. From the time Adam sinned, until the time Jesus came on the scene, there had never been another man that was spirit-ruled. You see, Adam was spirit-ruled until the day he sinned. And when Jesus came on the scene, why, Satan thought, well, we'll put him under, just like we did all the rest of them. But Jesus was spirit-ruled. He was moved by his spirit, not what he saw, what he felt, or what he heard. And I'll tell you, Satan couldn't handle Jesus. Now, Jesus is saying here that the dominion is going to be restored because of the fact that they had gained insight into the fact that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. He had come to destroy, loosen, dissolve, and undo the works the devil had done. In other words, everything that Satan put into Adam, Jesus came to take it out of man. And everything that Satan stole from man... Jesus came to restore it to man. So we have restored dominion in the kingdom of God. And you see, we enter into the kingdom here on earth. It's not something that's going to happen when we get to heaven. It's something that's already happened now. So Jesus made this statement. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now that may be just a little bit blind to us or a little bit vague to us in the light of 
what the Scripture says because of the change of meaning of words and things. Actually, what it means, I wanted to read you what it says out of the Amplified Bible. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind, that is, declare to be improper, unlawful, on earth must already be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, declare lawful, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Now you ought to think about that for a minute. He's telling you, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. I mean a bunch of keys. (laughs) Not just one. It's keys. You can get into every provision that is made. And he says, whatever you declare lawful, on earth must be what is already lawful in or permitted in heaven. Now just think for a minute. Ask yourself, what is it that is allowed in heaven? Is there any sickness allowed in heaven? No, there's not any sickness in heaven. You know, it's amazing to me how that people can say that sickness comes from God or, you know, sickness would come from heaven as a blessing when there's not any up there. Sickness couldn't come from heaven because there's not any there. That's a healthy place up there. That's a prosperous place up there. There's no lack. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no sorrow, no pain. None of these things are there. No death. Now, this is the will of God for the earth today. That may surprise some of you. And I'll tell you, if you've been raised in religious tradition, the tradition of men will nullify the word of God, Jesus said. But it is God's will that it be done on earth today as it is in heaven. And that's why we need to understand the keys of the kingdom and how to operate them. Now, let's look at this again. He says, whatever you declare to be lawful on earth, in other words, what you have the ability to declare to be lawful on earth and call for it on earth, must be what's already allowed in heaven. So then, whatever is declared unlawful in heaven would be what you would declare unlawful on the earth. In other words, sickness and disease, it has no authority over you here on this earth. Legally, I'm saying. That doesn't mean you won't get sick. That doesn't mean the devil won't run over you roughshod in the earth and steal from you. It just simply means that it's not allowed in heaven. And you have the authority to break the power of that force here on earth. He gave you that authority. He gave it to the believer. Whatever you bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loosed. And you see, when you come right down to it, really, Satan can do very little in this earth unless he can get you to agree to it. Unless he can get someone to cooperate with him. That's why that Satan, the devil, and demons try to inhabit the bodies of an individual. They want to possess an individual because they can do very little unless they can get in somebody. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that this is the last day for offer number 7232. It's called the Identification Series. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. You need to identify with what the Bible says you are and who you are in Christ. Jesus was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. We are the righteousness of God. Under the old covenant, there was no righteousness under the law like there is under the new covenant. 
we have become the righteousness of God, the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It wasn't because we did something good. It was because of what we believed and received. Then the Apostle John said, You are of God, little children, have overcome them. Talking about the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist, the world, the flesh, the devil. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That should be our confession daily. And then in the fifth chapter of 1 John, John says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. Whatsoever is born of God. Now, he didn't say in this verse, whosoever is born of God. In one place he said, whosoever is born of God. But he said, whatsoever. It is your faith that's born of God. Your faith comes from the Word of God. So whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? that overcomes the world. Our faith that comes from the Word of God. We are in Christ Jesus. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk therein. You need this series, the Identification Series. Find out who you are in Christ. Offer number 7232 for a total of $19. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. one 396 9400 until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.